Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Self-criticism can be a healthy motivator or an opportunity for learning, but too often we go overboard, lashing ourselves with insults and magnifying our faults. So how to rebalance? Enter self-compassion. Rather than judging yourself when things go wrong, you comfort and care for yourself. At QDT, we're always trying to find ways to help you do things better. And nobody does corporate communications better than our friends at Reagan.com. Their reputation for practical, useful webinars and events is second to none. So if you're a corporate communicator, you won't want to miss their upcoming webinar, Create, Market, and Measure Brand Journalism, Lessons from Wells Fargo Stories. It's a 75-minute webinar with the content team at Wells Fargo, and you can learn how to plan a successful content strategy, learn the meaningful metrics you must have, and learn how Wells Fargo builds great content in a regulated industry. If you want to sign up, visit quickanddirtytips.com offers to get an extra $30 off. That's an offer exclusive to Quick and Dirty Tips listeners. So be sure to check it out at the top of the page on quickanddirtytips.com offers. Self-compassion is being kind and patient with yourself when, inevitably, you fall short of perfection. And intellectually, we know everyone makes mistakes. But somehow, when that someone is us, we get a lot less sympathetic. But judging ourselves harshly not only makes us feel terrible, it doesn't improve the situation at all. So this week, let's do away with unhelpful judgment. Just like massaging a knot out of a muscle, here are five ways to use self-compassion to gently rub judgment out of your life. Tip number one, focus on what you needed at the time, not what you did. So take yourself back to a point in your life of which you're not particularly proud. That loser you dated, those words you said in anger, the friend you flaked out on when she really needed you. And usually, what comes to mind is judgment. Maybe you cringe or roll your eyes at yourself. Ugh, what was I thinking? Or you blew it again. But instead of judgment, try this instead. When you're hit with regret, think of what need you were trying to fulfill at the time. With dating the aforementioned loser, for example, maybe you needed love or connection. And thinking to yourself, well, I needed to feel loved, is much easier to swallow than, ah, I was such a fool. In another example, think of the last time you yelled at your kids, which of course never happens to any of us. But rather than thinking, I'm a terrible parent, think about what you needed at the time. Peace, sanity, control. Should you have yelled? Probably not. But given your need, does it kind of make sense why you did? Of course. Pinpointing your need isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card, but it allows for understanding, which leads to self-compassion. So in sum, focusing on what need you were trying to fulfill takes away the judgment and allows for compassion. You understand why you did what you did, even if, in hindsight, you do it differently. To err and to need is human. Which brings us to tip number two. Remember, you are human. Dr. Kristen Neff, the field's foremost researcher on self-compassion, often speaks of a common humanity. 
essentially screwing up, doing stupid things, and feeling inadequate, are all parts of the human experience. So in the best possible way, you are not special. Everyone has his hot button. Everyone has issues. And truly knowing this relieves the shameful isolation of thinking it's just you. When you know that insecurities, failures, and screw-ups are unavoidable simply because they're part of the human condition, you start to take them in stride. Tip number three, treat yourself like a good friend. We say things to ourselves we wouldn't dare say to anyone else. Good one. You idiot. How could I be so stupid? What's wrong with me? None of these are motivating. All of them are soul-sucking. So let go of the double standard. Instead of flogging yourself with insults when things don't go your way, treat yourself as you would treat a good friend after a bad day, with gentle concern, some reassurance, and maybe even a little pep talk. Tip number four, make healthy choices. Part of taking care of yourself is making healthy choices. Self-compassion is not the same as indulgence or selfishness. For instance, self-compassion is not splurging on jewelry you can't afford because I deserve it, or dumping work on your colleagues because I need some me time. In addition, self-compassion includes being good to your body. So choosing to eat well, get enough rest, and allow time for exercise are all self-compassionate. Binging on cookie dough ice cream after a bad day? Not so much, though it happens to the best of us, and you can practice self-compassion next time you find yourself with brain freeze and an empty container. And finally, tip number five, be good to others. Letting up on your judgment of others will help you lighten up on judging yourself. Call it open-mindedness, tolerance, or just plain old courtesy, being compassionate to others will give you great practice in being compassionate to yourself. So a wonderful guiding question is, are they hurting anyone? If no one is physically or emotionally suffering, live and let live. So even though your neighbor takes her cat for walks in a stroller, your brother still collects Pokemon cards, and your teenager colors his hair green right before school picture day, when held to the standard of are they hurting anyone? The answer will lower your judgment and your blood pressure. To wrap up, it goes both ways. When you stop crushing yourself under the heel of harsh criticism, you'll have more reserves to offer others. So build a virtuous circle. Be kind to yourself, and you'll find yourself able to be kind to others, who in turn will be kind to you. With self-compassion, everyone wins. If the Savvy Psychologist is useful to you, let me know by liking on Facebook, subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, or subscribing to the bi-weekly newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters. Thank you for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. A transcript of this and every other episode are always available on quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. And of course, the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind.